Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the fifth part of the five parts of the Investing for Freedom formula that I'm constantly talking about. What do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. Um, Adjusting is so important. And if there's anything that 2020 taught us, it was really to be flexible and to adjust. And it's funny because we're sitting here early uh, January of 2021. And, you know, I, I just can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure you saw this too, you know, scrolling through social media or having conversations with people that you know, um, people talking about, I can't wait until 2020 is over. As if like some kind of magic um, line was drawn in, in the calendar to where, you know, the minute January 1st hit, it was going to be some new year. And as everybody can see, there's a ton of volatility still, um, you know, a lot of crazy things happening. I think we're in for some of the most interesting times um, that any of us have ever lived in. Um, the crazy thing about 2020, as I said, it really taught us to adjust. And, uh, you know, I've said this before so many times, but we need to have our values written in stone, but our, but our goals and our methods and all of that kind of stuff um, need to be written in sand because we need to be able to adjust and we need to flex. There are so many things in life that we don't control, um, including, you know, the monetary supply including what uh, the Federal Reserve and Congress and even the President and the House of Representatives and the Supreme Court and all of these things are going to do. I'm reading a book right now, um, which by the way, if you've ever been interested in international business and, and international living, it's a great book. It's called The Nomad Capitalist. And one of the things that he talks about in there, and it really got me thinking, he talks about how um, you know, so many times we're talking about voting uh, with our dollars. And if you don't like something, you know, just uh, change the elected officials. And while that's all great in theory, and, and maybe, um, I, by the way, I do believe that we can, you know, vote and, and speak with our voice, but there's so much turmoil in the country, so divided right now. Uh, the thing that Andrew talks about in The Nomad Capitalist, sometimes you might have to vote with your feet. Um, and he talks about going where you're appreciated. And so anyway, with adjusting and I'm not saying, by the way, that I'm leaving the country or I don't love America. In fact, I'm wearing a hat with an American flag on it. I do love this country and, and I am a patriot. And, and um, you know, one of the things that he talks about in the book is that you talk to any American and any American's gonna say that, that this is the best country that has ever existed. And what an amazing place we live in, the freedoms we have and everything else. But the reality is we're in some very tumultuous times um, we're in for some turmoil and there's so many things that we can't control. COVID just accelerated so many things that were coming and were going to happen anyway. And so here's the point of uh, my, my conversation with you today. Just because 2020 ended uh, does not mean that things are just going to be rosy. COVID's not over. COVID's not gone. And when we look at the power grab that has happened, when we look at the amount of freedoms 
that have been lost and the censorship that's going on, um, even on the social media platforms, which I'm coming to you on today, you know, probably via iTunes or possibly Instagram or maybe even Facebook, but there's so much censorship happening and everything else. You can't help, or at least I can't help, but thinking that we need to be super flexible in our methods and how we um, go into this year, 2021, and the years that are ahead of us. So there's a few things that I really wanna talk to you about um, around adjusting. I'm a real estate guy at my core. I have loved real estate. I have loved passive income. But I'm telling you, um, after everything that I've seen happen in the last year or two, um, and this isn't something that just happened, you know, halfway through 2020 because of COVID. I've been thinking this for a while. Passive income is a long game and it's extremely important. Um, I will never, ever tell you something otherwise. But in this day and age right now with everything that's going on, while I'm not saying don't focus on passive income and that you shouldn't try to build up your passive income, what I am saying is the more money that you can make in the near term and the short term, meaning cash flowing businesses, meaning you know double down on your sales, meaning if you've got a good real estate business, um, if you've got a W-2 job and you can figure out how to do a side hustle, the more revenue and income that we can figure out how to make in the next year, two years, three years while we have the opportunity, the better off we're gonna be. Because right now, I'm not in any way saying that you can't buy real estate or that you shouldn't buy real estate, but as we all know, um, through COVID and with supply being so short and interest rates being so low and demand being so high for not only just living real estate, like single family residents, people wanna have their own residence, uh, not only that, but investment real estate, there are more investors coming into the real estate market still today than, than at any time in the past. And I won't go into this too deep right now, but 2008 was a real estate crisis. And so in 2011, 12, 13, 14, and, and escalating up, all of that was an opportunity to grow in real estate. Money around real estate, financing, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um, the Federal Reserve, institutional money, investment money, it has all been pouring into real estate and it's still pouring into real estate faster than ever at this point in time because we're having a hard time finding returns, people just in general. And, and so, you know, we're seeing mobile home parks trading at three and a half, four caps, which is crazy. I literally have a broker friend who's been selling, um, getting some deals done. He represents the sellers and they're getting deals done at three and a half and four caps on mobile home parks, apartment complexes that are an all time high. One of my mentors, Ken McElroy, you know, I mean, he's been saying this for a couple of years, but uh, you know, they'll, they'll look at 600, 700 deals a year and be best and final in 10 or 15 or 20 and end up closing on one. It's extremely challenging to find cash flow. Now, you can still find deals out there. It's just gonna be hard and you're gonna to have to put in a lot more work than you might have had to have done five or 10 years ago. And that being said, if you're listening to me right now and you're, you already own a real estate investment company, and this is a key differentiator, there's a big difference between passive real estate and active real estate. And in GoBundance, we spend a lot of time talking about horizontal or passive income versus vertical or active income. And it's really hard to draw the line. And the thing that I realized is, you know, what used to be really passive for me when I would buy a single family house and, you know, basically a property manager would run it, 
then once I sold my business and I really became an active real estate investor, meaning I built out a team, I have you know, 60, 70 employees at any given time running a mobile home park community. I've got uh, multiple people managing our single families and we've got a team managing our commercial properties and that kind of stuff. So it's really, that's no longer really a passive investment. I'm literally running a real estate business. And so there's a big differentiator between those of us that are running real estate businesses and those that are investing passively. And I really want to draw that differentiation. So, you know, if you're a person that's flipping five, 10, 15, 20, 25 homes a year, you're not really a passive real estate investor. Um, if you're investing passively, you're a doctor or even, you know, maybe, maybe you are in real estate, maybe you're a real estate broker and that's your active business, but then you invest $100,000 at a time with someone who puts together a fund and a syndication like we would do in the mobile home park space and you invest with us, that's passive. Or uh, another opportunity that I know a lot of people do is they buy turnkey rental properties. And so, you know, they might be living in Phoenix, Arizona, and maybe they buy a turnkey property in Atlanta, Georgia, because Atlanta's uh, rental market is great and they can still find good deals there. And they buy it from a turnkey operator, someone who would find a house, identify the house, remodel it, get it ready to rent, find a renter, and then they sell it to an investor. And then they manage it for that investor. That is truly passive. So there is still some opportunities out there for people to find passive investment opportunities with active real estate operators, people who are running real estate businesses. And by the way, there is still opportunity out there for you to find investment real estate, even if you are a passive um, investor, meaning you wanna find a single family house and then turn it over to a, um, an operator. Or even if it's not fully passive, you're looking to buy your first investment property. Can you do that? Yeah, sure you can. It's just harder than it's been in the past. You're gonna to have to work a lot harder to find the right deals. You're gonna to have to have a lot more conversations. You're gonna to have to be in the right network. And so the question that I would ask you to pull this together with adjusting. If you've been finding yourself thinking like I'm gonna go all in on real estate, I'm not saying you can't, but you might need to adjust that model for a while. And when we're in times like we are right now, you, you just need to be really careful and stick to the fundamentals. So am I saying stand on the sidelines? No, what I am saying is, again, stick to the fundamentals. So make sure you buy for cash flow. Make sure you're not over leveraging. You know, we've had a lot of conversations over the years about no money down deals and stuff like that, that I've, I've, I was a proponent of it. And I still am if you can find the right deal. But the challenge is it's gonna be harder and harder to find a deal where you should go into it with no money down. Because if you're buying at the top of the market, and then you're going in with no money down, you're leveraged and the amount of the mortgage payments that you're paying, whether it's private money or you've got a mortgage and you've borrowed the down payment, the more money you borrow against an asset at all time highs, the less cash flow there's gonna be in that. And if rents drop in, in any way, shape or form, or we've over projected or, um, or, or under projected our occupancy, any of that stuff, if there's any variable there, we have any drops in rental rates, or if you have some kind of adjustable rate mortgage and that ticks up on you a little bit, or if you've got a balloon payment due in a couple years, all those are things that you've gotta be really careful with always, but especially in times when real estate is all time high. So just stick to the fundamentals, try and find cash flow. don't over leverage, um, if you find yourself doing loans that you, you know, you're going to have to refinance in two to three years, four years, five years, that's going to be a really tricky period in time. When I look forward, none of us have a crystal ball, but at the same time, 
I'd be really concerned about loans that I have coming due on a, you know, a single family property that could potentially adjust up or a balloon payment needing to be made in three or four years, um, that kind of stuff. So when we talk about adjusting, that's one thing that we've really done this last year. We're offloading some of our communities that don't fit our new model. Um, when, when the outside market dictates change, you have to change with it. You have to adjust. And sometimes we can't see these things coming. So the thing I'm telling you is just be flexible, stick with the fundamentals, buy for cash flow. There are tax advantages, obviously, in real estate. We've got to watch the tax um, changes that are probably coming. I don't know that you know, the new administration and the new House of Representatives and the new Congress are going to be um, as open to you know, big tax breaks for investors and that kind of stuff. So you just really got to be careful of the seasons you're in and really adjust the plan um, with the time and the flow. And, you know, we're, like I said to, you know, I kind of started out the beginning of this podcast with it, but we're in interesting times in America and things are changing quickly and there's a lot of things we can't control. So just manage your risk. This is all about risk mitigation at this point in time. I'm still excited about real estate. In fact, I, you know, think depending on exactly what happens, um, the opportunities in real estate are probably going to be as great as ever two, three, four years from now. But right now I'm, I'm, I'm honestly getting ready to adjust. You're going to see me talking about a lot of different things. Um, we're launching a fund around buying HVAC businesses. Um, we're going to set up an operating company. I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm not moving away from real estate. We have built an amazing team at Park Place Communities um, that's going to continue to um, get some of our properties turned around. We've got a lot of properties that are in um, value add mode. We're bringing in new homes. We're remodeling homes. And like I said, we're offloading some of the properties that um, you know are underperforming and and anything that basically we can look at that we can sell today, that uh, we can sell today at the same gain that it would take us two, three, four years to get the gain out of at all time highs being right now, um, it makes sense to exit some of our properties. So why am I telling you all this? Just be flexible and adjust with your plans because sometimes market conditions dictate it. Sometimes um, diseases that we didn't see coming dictate it. Sometimes there's change in leadership that dictates it. Um, there's all kinds of things, uh, monetary policy, all of the above. So rather than getting stressed out about it, adjust the plan. And what I would say to you to close on this real estate, I will always love real estate. I love real estate right now. Um, we still have a lot of opportunity in our mobile home park funds, the communities that we're doubling down on. There's a lot of growth opportunities. Affordable housing looks as good as it's ever looked. So I'm not saying don't invest in real estate. What I am saying is it's going to be more challenging. You may have to adjust and whatever you can do in the next one, two to three years, 12 to 36 months to make as much as I always say, fake money as possible. How do you increase your income? Um, during times when a lot of people's incomes are not increasing, figure out how to increase your income, figure out how to produce more revenue, figure out how to add more value because the more income that you can make during this time, the more uh, fake money that you can store up. When the time comes to be able to buy more assets, whether those are distressed businesses or whether those are distressed real estate assets, you need as much cash on hand as possible or at least um, assets on, on hand, liquid assets on hand as possible. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, potentially uh, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to have one or two or $3 million in the bank. Well, you might have to figure out where to invest that cash in the short term. Maybe it's short term loans to um, secured real estate. Maybe it's uh, investing some of that in gold and silver. Maybe it's putting it into some short term 
um, investments and stuff like that. That's probably a conversation for a different day. Just be flexible. Um, be prepared in this time as we learned in 2020. We don't know exactly what's coming. And you know, rather than sticking our head in the sand and not doing anything, we've got to remain flexible. Um, we've got to keep our ears to the ground and figure out what's going on and try the best as possible to figure out what's coming ahead of us. And the thing that I can tell you is that I don't think real estate prices are coming down in the next couple months. Um, so in the meantime, let's figure out how to make a bunch of money. Um, let's figure out how to make 2021 the best year ever. Let's figure out how to adjust our plans and figure out how to clean up. There's a lot of opportunity out there happening right now. Things are changing quickly. And the more we can stay on the front side of that rather than you know looking backwards in the rear view mirror and wishing things are the way they used to be, how do we look forward and figure out what's coming? So uh, cheers to 2021 and hopefully uh, you know it's the best year of your life, even better than 2020 was. And um, just again, don't be too scared to adjust and be flexible. Go out there and make it great. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.